set. Can we please have quiet on the set? Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Kings of the Rings podcast, where we keep wrestling royal exclusively on Wrestle Addict Radio. I am your host, King Ricky Rose. Because, you know, in life, you're always told that if you work hard, if you chip away, if you plug away, if you do your job, then your moment will come, and I am sick of waiting for my moment. Also joining me each and every week is the founder, Willie T, Will Tereshock. Well, The Rock knows exactly why you did what you did at WrestleMania, because Stone Cold, you know, deep down inside, in your heart, in your soul, one-on-one, face-to-face, man-to-man, you know damn well you can't beat The Rock. And finally, Joining us each and every week is the Queen Bee herself, the Kate Murphy. How does it feel that you were expecting a man to come out here? What you weren't expecting was the man. It's time for someone you to step up, step in, and fill your shoes. And there's only one person for that job. And I think these people would agree with me that that person is me. Together, We cover all things wrestling in and outside of the ring in the only way that we know how. So, without further ado, Behold the King, the King of Kings. Ladies and gentlemen, it has been a great weekend to see wrestling Twitter burn to the fucking ground. Oh, it has been absolutely amazing. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Kings of the Rings podcast. Absolutely here on Wrestle Addict Radio. I am your host, King Ricky Rose, and surprisingly enough, I don't have coronavirus. <laughs> Go figure. Um, you can find Happy me. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to me, yes. More birthday surprises coming at the end of this show. Uh, you can find me on social media, Adam Bastion Biggs, on all social media accounts. Uh, find uh, Kings of the Rings podcast social media at KOTR underscore podcast um, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. Listen to us each and every week on your favorite uh, podcast listening platforms on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, just to name a few by subscribing to Wrestle Addict Radio. Leave a five-star review. Tell your friends about us. Get them to listen to us, too. Business cards coming soon. If you haven't gotten the clue yet, um, find Wrestle Addict Radio's social media um, at Addict underscore Wrestle on Twitter and Wrestle Addict Radio on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, I had a great weekend. It was my birthday. I got some fun shenanigans uh, to talk about. My, my bar host bought me balloons which was so really thoughtful of them first thing i said when i walked in i was like nice <laughs> well how are you this week i'm good you know what i speaking of coronavirus i found out at work that they're splitting everyone into two teams team a and team b and um it's mandatory work from home on thursday for team a mandatory work from home for team b on friday and i found out i'm not on either team 
sucks. <laughs> no, it's it's good though because if I I physically can't work from home, they told me, "Will you work from home?" I'm like, "Great." I don't have a control room at home. <laughs> so uh, they decided, um, I also am a contractor. It's like, okay, he's going to probably come in for both days, or he's going to be off the whole week. We'll let you know. <laughs> hey, I might not get paid for a week, so I might go back to Ubering. <laughs> <laughs> I might update that Will Tash against Tisa Thomas, A-R-A-S-H-U-K, on the Instagramification. Um, that's about it. That's pretty much all I use. Um, Kate Murphy, <laughs> you, are you working? Are you well? <laughs> How are you? I am working. My hours went up at the restaurant again, and it's a busy season because it's St. Patrick's Day, and I live in a town that has a parade, so fuck me. But, <laughs> and I watched the CM Punk horror movie on Netflix this weekend, and it was interesting. No, it's, it is a movie with CM Punk in it. It's not the CM Punk movie. But he's the main character of the film and the feature attraction. Does he die? I will not spoil the end of the film for our. No one's going to see a CM Punk movie. He's probably it's, dead. It's it's uh, <laughs> apparently it's like number seven in like the top ten Netflix movies this week. That's what it said when I put the movie on. You and I watched on Netflix the other night. I, I watched back to back. Good Burger. <laughs> <laughs> the remake of the uh, Pokemon movie. Was it good? Wait, the one. Wait, Wait the, the, the one, one that came, came out last year? They remade Pokemon the first movie and put it on Netflix. Oh. And it's like updated graphics. Oh. The original was better just because it has all the nostalgic feels, but this one was a quality remake. I enjoyed it. I thought you were talking also, about Detective Pikachu. They added Space Jam to Netflix. Okay. <laughs> it's all right. You don't, do you not like Space Jam? No, I love Space Jam, but like I have Space Jam. Like I'm not so gung-ho about them putting Space Jam on. Yeah. Well, if you love Space Jam, you can follow me on Instagram at the Kate Murphy and on Twitter at the Kate Murphy underscore. How the fuck don't you like Space Jam? I know. I said I like Space Jam. What are you talking about? I'm a huge Jordan fan. Do you not see my room? Do you not know like the Jordan paraphernalia that I have? Didn't you like cry in Chicago when you went to see the Jordan thing? I did not cry in Chicago. He didn't. He didn't cry. But if he did, I wouldn't have blamed him. (laughs) There you go. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you for for that, sir. I got you, boy. Because it's your birthday. <laughs> it's your birthday year. I got you. <laughs> it's my Jordan year. <laughs> it's not my Jordan year at all. I didn't know about the concept of Jordan year until like five years after my Jordan year. Okay, go home and do it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was just really funny when I did turn twenty three. I had a Jordan like at a Jordan shirt with with like twenty three and like glitter on it. And I wore it out. <laughs> So I just said, birthday. Yeah, so we were like, how old are you? And I like, pointed to my shirt. I was hammered. You're such a douchebag. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, so no. good. So good. All right, so let's get into some wrestling, folks. We had a really, really intense week of wrestling. Uh, it all started on Thursday with the preemptive super showdown from Rehad Saudi Arabia in, like, a mall setting or something. It was a really interesting venue for them to have it because... It wasn't really like a full arena, but it was it was hard to see the the, con- the construction of the thing. But it was interesting. It was different. What I like about Super Showdown is always from a little bit of a different place in Saudi Arabia. So you get to see a little bit more of, of a town and everything. Um, and to be honest with you, Super Showdown wasn't a super letdown, as Mr. Fretz tried to call it. Um, but I think this show of all shows 
really helped to progress in some aspects the WrestleMania card. Um, it also pissed a lot of people off and buried AJ Styles, but that's okay. It not bury AJ Styles at all. He already lost. What? <laughs> but he's going to wrestle the Undertaker at WrestleMania. That's not a burial. But, that's like a that's like a but, thank you card. That's an honor. Yeah, that's no, it, it's it's a great honor and a thank you card. But he already lost to him. What do you mean? He didn't already... in with he without getting his hat. He did, Undertaker beat him without taking off his hat. All right. At least he took his hat off for John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Cena took off his hat. It would, it's only fair. Yeah, so it's... I think it's fine. I've been calling for this match for years. Phenomenal one versus the Phenom, and it's finally going to freaking happen. Um, AJ Styles didn't win the aggro crag, but the Undertaker won the aggro... <laughs> the Undertaker should carry that that freaking aggro crag trophy around for, like, forever. <laughs> forever. Like, you know how, like, they, they win these random trophies and stuff, and then they make and the they wrestlers... Yeah. Everywhere they go. Undertaker has to have it the whole time. It's got to be, like, a new urn. <laughs> it's gotta be the new urn okay that's what it has like, to like, obvi- obviously i want to i want to see undertaker uh i'm gonna say cm punk again undertaker mm-hmm. aj styles i think they just they could have gotten there a better way i could have had aj win and then the gong go and he shows up in the ring and does that thing whole thing with the hat like it's like he literally already pinned him but not really it's like what's the point of having the match and he already pinned him no, I he. Just don't see the I don't take her winning the tournament, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, it was so unnecessary. He could have, he could have. All right, so I see what you could have done because they did kind of mess it up because you got the club involved. You know, in the right. in the backstage segment, and that's how they brought in the Undertaker as kind of a surprise. Which you could have. You could have not had the club involved. You could have had AJ actually grow through that last match and then have the Undertaker appear in the ring, choke slam him when like the ref is knocked out, quote unquote, and then have AJ. You, lose. Know, you know, honestly, you know what you know what they should have done. Now that I think about it, like they have the club do that, but then the surprise is Mansoor and him and AJ. <laughs> I'm serious. Him and AJ put on a barn burner and the crowd goes nuts. Undertaker comes and, and helps. AJ's- Undertaker helps Mansoor. You could do that. That's a good rub. Or you could have AJ still win and Undertaker come in afterwards. I think, Ricky, I like your idea better. You have Undertaker help Mansoor. Like, it would be so goofy. It would be like in 2002 when, like, he goes, what's your name, kid? (laughs) Mansoor. Mansoor, sir. I would have hated a a Mansoor and AJ match, though. I mean, but, like, you know, he, he, he beat Dolph. Cool. He's gonna but, beat uh, everybody at a Super Showdown pay per view. He's literally yeah, only we won't, we won't, we won't by the WWE see, to appear twice a year in Saudi <laughs> so Arabia. He, so he can appear beat there, an established superstar, and then not do anything. Actually, that's incorrect yeah. because Mansoor is actually touring with Evolve these days. Oh, really? I didn't know. Yes, that. and if you're that's good, and that's 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 good for him. That's very good for him. If mm-hmm. if it gave him the Evolve tour, like look what Evolve did for the Street Profits. Will knows. Oh yeah, yeah. They look what's look what's, look what's Look what it's going to do in hindsight for Austin Theory. Oh, yeah, Austin Theory. Oh, my God. Oh, what a great match between him and Chamba. He did. He mm-hmm. he he can go. And it was it that was a good match for him. Uh, what else happened right, on Super? What else happened on Super Showdown? Oh, the, what everybody in wrestling Twitter feared. It's the only two things that we need to talk about on Super Showdown. Goldberg beat The Fiend. The mystique of Goldberg is greater than the mystique 
of the Fiend. And it was so shocking. We brought Mance out of retirement. We got Mance the Curse <laughs> a lot on his so Gift the Podcast. I texted Mance like the minute it happened. I just texted him laughter. <laughs> and... <laughs> You're so mean. I know. Just LOLs. It was all caps. Ha 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 ha. So he saw the text, and I guess my stream was like 30 seconds ahead of his. So he's like, he was saying, he's like, I didn't want to look at it. He's like, it's either they're right or I'm right. Sure well, duh. It was me. <laughs> Goldberg wins after the feed no sells several spears with like, with a hammer. It wasn't even a jackhammer. It was kind of like a hammer. Um, you know, Goldberg tried. It was a John hammer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much good. The fiend, the fiend at the wrong point went Husky Harris on Goldberg, and it just wasn't good. Um, but it works. In, it works for WrestleMania. It was so shocking. It broke wrestling Twitter. Not only did it break wrestling Twitter, it broke WWE's Instagram account. That is the most liked photo in WWE Instagram accounts history, over close to nine hundred thousand likes. Which is yeah, like wild. like Smack, SmackDown tried saying that was a good thing. I was like, that's why that's that is a, <laughs> tried that's saying, a like, great the thing. Was so happy. That's a great <laughs> no, thing. No, like, they, like, they 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 tried selling it that they, they, uh, those likes were meant as something of joy. <laughs> <laughs> what, no, why those, else those, would were, you... those were hate likes. Those were, you can't hate like on Instagram. <laughs> you go. Well, you can't dislike on Instagram. <laughs> I, 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 want, I should have read the comment section. I want to see what people are like saying about that. Let me that, pull that up dude. for you, my dear. Because it must be a freaking firestorm in there. Um, Goldberg winning obviously sets up Goldberg versus uh, Roman in the Battle of the Spears. Um, and I think that promo was... Dude, I'm telling you, they're, they're going to spear each other and turn into Drew McIntyre. <laughs> Super Drew McIntyre. <laughs> The only way oh god so i'm looking at the comment section of that photo mm -hmm. the first thing i see that's not from a wwc star is from someone named cm punk fan 1970 so we know oh, that's that's gonna be rich maybe this company will be better after vince mcmahon's dead dash cm punk well yeah <laughs> yes and no he, may, he might be right <laughs> <laughs> yes and no vince vince doesn't get enough credit. I mean, Vince is, I think, better now as not the head guy. I think Triple H probably should be more involved. But in, but when you lose, when you lose Triple H, you're gonna lose Triple H. Like Triple H is not gonna leave NXT mm -hmm. anytime soon. You know, so it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't. Um, but now we get to cheer Roman. I thought that promo on SmackDown was great. Roman didn't have to say much. Roman's character shouldn't say much. Roman should speak with his fist. More so yeah, than anything else. They, they they did they did set up the match well. And just to bump back to Super Showdown, like um the Fiend was, for all intents and purposes, the hottest thing in wrestling for a while. Now, granted, I agree it did cool down a little bit. He kinda lost his steam as soon as he won the belt. Yeah. Because kinda it's like, well, what do you cause a guy like Bray Wyatt and the Fiend, you don't he doesn't need the belt. No. Like at all. But I think the problem with this is it's like, listen. He's the champion going into WrestleMania. It's just, I think it's just almost disrespectful at this point. Like, the same thing happened with Kevin Owens that people are all angry about because they got to Brock. Yeah. Um, like, and it's just like, dude, 
like, what's the point of giving this belt to this guy if you're going to take it off before the biggest show of the year? Like, you're showing you don't have faith in this guy who you just had faith in for all these months. Yeah, but what was he doing with the belt? Like, he wasn't even being seen on television half the time now. Yeah, he, does, he doesn't need the belt. Um, and I agree. I think Fiend Cena is a better match. Yeah. And I think Goldberg Reigns is the better match. It's just how they got there. It, it will be forgotten in the history, but it just, for right now, it sucks. And I get why people are mad, and I'm one of them. Can I and be I understand. honest about something? <laughs> sure. Go ahead, Kate. Uh, unpopular I opinion. You. I don't think the Fiend's title run was that great. It wasn't. It wasn't. Like <laughs> It was kind of shit, to be honest. <laughs> Honestly, he's somebody that like I liked better, like, not as a champion. Like, you can be strong and you can be powerful without being in the title picture. Correct. That's great. He he he's boring as fuck. Th there are some characters that there are some characters in wrestling that need a title to solidify themselves, and there are other characters yeah. who are bigger than the title. Like Taker's only won the belt what five six times, if that, in thirty years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like yeah, he's he's main event of WrestleMania without the belt. That might not be true. Yes, he does. Yeah, say it is. Michael's uh, Michael's Taker two, at WrestleMania twenty six is the main event. Yeah, I think Del Rio was a champion back then. So yeah, probably. Shawn Michaels' retirement match <laughs> was the main event. And that, and I think CM Punk faced Jericho that match, that WrestleMania as well. That was uh, that was WrestleMania twenty eight actually. Okay, CM my bad. It's fine. Um, but yeah, so yeah, but again, like some people are bigger than the title picture. Yeah, and Bray Wyatt right now is one of those people, and I think him and Cena is going to be if Cena's on TV for the remainder of it, it's going to be very very interesting. Can we talk about but that I Cena like promo? That, I liked the promo. He was just walking in circles too much. Well, he was playing his emotion because he was like, I'm... Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. It was amazing. <laughs> but, uh, I can't but believe I fucking fell for John Cena's promo. It was good. I almost fell for it, too. I was like, fuck, he's leaving. Like, it, And, like, it was so believable. Like, he, you listen to him get choked up. You know, like, he's like, I'm leaving. He's like, I don't know when I'm going to be back, but I wanted to leave at, in my hometown and everything. Um, Like, he really played the crowd. And then The Fiend came out. And some promos don't need words. You know, like the Roman Reigns promo after he beat Taker, WrestleMania 33. No words spoke for itself. That promo, what, what part of the promo where The Fiend came out and and just pointed at the sign and John Cena tipped his hat, that's all you needed. Your match is set. I'm excited. I, I didn't like it. I Personally, it. I was just like, I was just like, oh, wait, okay, John, so you cut this great promo and like you say, I'm gone. I don't know I'm going back. Yes, I do. The point, man. <laughs> it's just like in kayfabe. It's just like so. Wait, what convinced you? you? Got this doofy guy with this white dude with dreadlocks and a silly mask, and that's that's what got you over the edge. <laughs> like, like an attack. The attack is more predictable, granted, but sometimes predictable is better. <laughs> like I like that he did the like, attack come scene. Come on. I, there, there's Just, a level, there's a level of respect there for Cena that he didn't attack him, mm -hmm. which I thought yeah, that was a different, that was an interesting nuance. But all the whole Fiend's gimmick is attacking legends and adding a silly picture to the wall. John Cena, now I'm just gonna point. Well, there's more to this story because he didn't speak, and Bray Wyatt's going to speak on SmackDown. There's definitely more to this story, and I think it's going to tie into when Cena beat Bray at WrestleMania 30, which everybody knows yeah. was the wrong decision. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think it's going to tie into that. I think Bray's going to go back to the point where he was legitimately Bray Wyatt, and he was 
one of the hottest gimmicks in wrestling. His gimmick was so on fire going into that first New Orleans WrestleMania and Cena beat him. Um, and he's probably going to blame Cena for, you know, his past and not going as well. So there's fuel to that fire. So it's like, I think he's going to play like I've been lying in wait to kind of beat you. And when I beat, when I finally beat you at WrestleMania, it's going to be the end of you. Like, right. The- if you're telling that story and you want to make a statement to start that story, why did you just do the points? Because you're waiting. He want, The Fiend wants to, if, if they do this correctly, you're going to have the Fiend look, excuse me, look to embarrass Cena in front of a world audience. Mm. Not just a smack. I get, I get attacking him in his hometown would also be perfect as well. But I think this is yeah, this, he also, something that you slow. Instead, by looking silly and pointing, yeah. you can put him in a trash can like uh, the New Age Outlaws did to uh, mankind, and like throw him off the stage. Yeah, Chainsaw Charlie. <laughs> Chainsaw Charlie. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, what a moment that was! That was an MSG. Um, but yeah, so I think that's what's going to happen. We'll see uh, on SmackDown. Um, but let's move along to to the AEW. They also had a show. They had a revolution. Um, our very own Nate the Effin' Great was on site for AEW Revolution. Um, you can check out our Wrestle Addict Radio Instagram and some of our Wrestle Addict Radio uh, Twitter because Nate was pretty much all over the place. There are pictures. There are photos. He did a he did a uh, a post show, a twenty minute post show live on Twitter. So please check that out on our Wrestle Addict Radio uh, Twitter page. Um, but yeah, you know you know how, you know how people just go to concerts and this the whole thing is like their Snapchat story. That was Nate. That was Nate. That was Nate. <laughs> and he loved every second of it. Yeah, which is which is great. And it, it, it was great. And I Nate, thank you for doing that. Um I think I thanked him like Sunday morning. I was like, yo, you were on fucking fire. I was like, I love to see it. Um, but I unfortunately didn't get a chance to actually watch uh, Revolution. I was out doing shenanigans, but I know uh Kate Murphy and Mr. Tarashuk did. So give me a quick rundown. I know I know Moxley won the title. It was fucking awesome. Yep. And I believe yeah, I'm so hearing about Jericho's going to Fozzie. With- yeah. The show kicked off with uh, Goldust and Jack Swagger. And it ended with Chris Jericho as Dean Ambrose for the IC title. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> there was a part during the main event where so Jericho has like stitches on his face from getting hit in the face. And fucking Moxley <laughs> goes in and bites into his stitches. That's a little gross. Yeah, there's a lot of biting. There's a lot of biting on this show. Like, puts Cody's toe in his mouth at one point. It's right. I've seen worse things, like Cody's neck tattoo. Oh, yeah. yeah, That's that's no bueno, dude. That's (laughs) fucking disgusting. I hope it's not real. It's real. real. It's so real. I know. I know, but I hate it. There's only there's more than one wrestling royalty. Okay. (laughs) So I have two feelings about the tattoo. The tattoo itself, the placement is shitty. And yes. if you wanted a neck tattoo, I think it should have been scaled down more. However, the meaning and the symbolism behind the tattoo and the placement is actually really good if you think about it because it's the American Dream symbol, yada, yada, yada. He literally got that tattooed on his neck, which is like, that's like the number one place. Like, if, you, if you're trying to get a job, you don't want to have a neck tattoo like that. He owns he the company. Who gives a shit? But no, like, <laughs> yeah, dude, Kate, he has a few jobs. that much faith into his own fucking brand and his company. Then tattoo AEW on your and neck. That's what that's that's just what Travis Barker said. <laughs> All right, he's saying Travis Barker's words. Like oh for that God. reasoning, I can support the tattoo even if I don't agree with it artistically. I mean, let's be real. I've seen worse wrestling tattoos. So the tattoos related with wrestling. All right. Yeah, I've, been, I've seen some pretty Speci- bad. Specifically on the back. All right. I've, yeah, it's, 
it's you just don't know American traditional. That's all. There's different ways of doing tattoos as well. Um, art but is yeah, subjective, no, guys. Art is very subjective. Um, speaking of art, I heard I heard because um, I didn't see it yet. But I heard Orange Cassidy had a big moment. Dude, Orange <laughs> Cassidy was outstanding. Mister Freshly squeezed it, himself. Mm-hmm. The 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 crowd was the crowd was into it like they should. It was they, it was ridiculous. It was, it was just the definition of ridiculous. <laughs> Orange Cassidy is one of those gimmicks that will go over well in every company except WWE. Vince would hate it so much. Yeah, get it. It's so indie, dude. It's so indie. <laughs> it's so indie. It's one of it's one of those gimmicks that Triple H would be like, I can make money off of this, and Vince is like, You're out of your fucking mind. <laughs> I just I enjoy that. Vince his is like you can, but we out. won't. It's just his name written in like marker, really shitty. <laughs> Fucking orange king of sloth style, man. What's up, king of sloth style? Yeah, hey, it, hey, it is what it is. He's he's awesome. Uh, MJF one, I heard, and about he can, that. and he can wrestle. <laughs> he can wrestle. No, he can, I know he's he can wrestle. Dude, he's one of the most over guys in wrestling. Oh, orange Cassie, absolutely, yes, yeah. It's terrifying. It's ridiculous. It's this is why this is why people who aren't wrestling who aren't wrestling fans think we're fucking stupid because we go nuts over yeah. a guy who's slow wrestling, who's literally wrestling in <laughs> <Yeah>. slow motion. <laughs> this is this is why people who don't watch wrestling just look at us like we're fucking idiots. Um, MJF won. I heard he beat Cody in the neck tattoo. Um, MJF also had had a uh, article on Newsday. Did he? Yeah, he posted it on his own Twitter. <laughs> um, I didn't read it because I don't care for it because fuck MJF, um, which means I care I about MJF. Much. Which means I care about MJF. So, um, here's the thing about the MJF Cody match. Um, this is part of the card. This is part of the match I was looking forward to the most on the card. Sure. But as the match came on, Nash was watching Breaking Bad, <laughs> <laughs> and it's 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 literally. He's been watching it all week, and he's on the last season where him and Hank are in the garage, and he conf- Hank confronts them. And I was just like, I have to watch this scene. <laughs> I have to watch this scene. And I don't want to shut the show too late, <laughs> so I'm just going to let AEW play in the background. <laughs> so I was literally running back and forth between watching Breaking Bad, <laughs> that I've seen three times, by the way, and um, and and uh, the, and the match. So the match was great, but... Not as good as Breaking Bad. <laughs> I still never finished Breaking Bad. You should. Yeah. It's incredible. I partnered with one of the guys from Breaking Bad once. Oh, yeah, RJ Mitty? RJ Mitty, yep. Yeah, he was Ooh. at Dizzy's. What a wild <laughs> son of a bitch he is. What a, that's another story for a completely other time. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy MJF won. Uh, so, Ricky, our, per our conversation last week, we say... The guy was booking a company was putting themselves over. No, they're not. Well, for the longest time he was, but I wouldn't have. He I lost, wouldn't have been. I lost, wouldn't have been surprised if he won. I wouldn't have either. Watching, I thought he was going to win. The way the match was going, I thought he was going to win. Did Ward then, uh, MJF a little bit, um, like with Brandy, <laughs> and then Cody ended up drop kicking uh, Arn. Oh, but MJF won by pulling the ring out of his tights and knocking Cody out. Interesting. Okay. Oh, that freaking that diamond battle mm-hmm. royal ring. Yeah, yeah. I hate that. That's a thing. Like that was such a that's such a random gimmick. But I guess I'm they're curious they're... if they like in October or whatever they do that tournament again, or if they just like forget about it. I think they're gonna forget about it. Maybe. 
I don't know. It was a battle for a diamond ring. Like it, it made no sense. Like, well, re- we people have wrestled for worse things. If I wanted yeah. to battle for a diamond ring, I'd just go on Tinder. <laughs> Very but good. But the, the storytelling, the storytelling in the Cody MJF match was phenomenal. Probably the uh, not the best storytelling. The best storytelling was the uh, tag match. Yeah, and definitely match of the night, if not match of the week, if not match of the month, if not match of the year. Within um, a three month, well, two months at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's just. It's it was a leap year, dude, because you're gonna see one match like that from the Young Bucks every four years. <laughs> All right, like it it wasn't it wasn't quite a spot fest. The ending was like because they they took their time. They actually sold. They told the story like which um, you've never seen the Young Bucks there a, match. There was there was part in the match where like um uh Hangman spit in Matt Jackson's face okay. or the other one, and then. He just went off, like just got on top of him and started punching him, punching him, punching him. Kenny comes in, tries to separate him. He goes off, punches him, punches him, punches him. Then his brother comes in. Nick Jackson comes in, separates them, you know, because there's, there's heat there, whatever. And then MJ, uh, I keep saying MJF, Hangman comes out in the, and tries to powerbomb um, Matt Jackson through a uh, table. And uh, Kenny comes in and goes, no, 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 do it in the ring, in the ring, throws him in the ring. Okay. So, like, there's good storytelling there to get some bad blood. They kind of they kind of tease a turn at the ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, between either Hangman and Kenny. Didn't do it, but it was interesting. Okay. And one thing I will say, towards the end of the match, you're kicking out of too many finishers. Mm-hmm. It went on the five minutes, went on five minutes too long. False finish city. Yeah. Mm. Very much. I think they're gonna do I think they're gonna do set up Hangman and Kenny by all out. That'd be fine. Oh yeah. That that's that's the match. Yeah. That's what they're build that's what they're building to. It's a matter of who turns on who. Yeah. Because right now, like it the seems Young Bucks like were kind of wrestling the heel. Like, turn on him, but like I feel like Kenny's gonna Kenny's probably gonna turn just to like surprise everybody. I think that's what they should do. Cause Hangman turning you turn Hangman Adam Page heel, it's not gonna work. Because the cowboy shit gimmick is way too over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not gonna boo him. You're not booing Hangman Adam Page. It's not happening. No. But at the same time though, like you can't boo Kenny. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. It's <laughs> really easy to Kenny Omega. <laughs> well, you guys aren't smarky. This is very true. This is very true. We we live to see smarks cry and be shocked. Yeah, Ricky's a loyalist. I mean, I agree. Not a loyalist. But... I'm a, I'm a smark slayer. Ricky's a WWE loyalist. I'm I prefer WWE over AEW because I think they do better at storytelling. Because you're a red coat. Whatever. Red looks better on me, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I, li- I live in a red town, wink, wink. Hey, man, red and black works, is saying. Yeah, it's not the red I'm talking let's, about. Let's, let's, Kate let's, Murphy let's knows what I'm talking red. about. Huh? This is the Hofstra red. It's not the Hofstra red. Uh, I'll, t- I'll tell you off air the red that I'm talking about. Um, while I do that, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk about another pay-per-view that we have to... Um, preview and it's the final pay-per-view before wrestlemania thank the lord and a quick little preview of nxt so we're gonna take a break we will be right back what's going on guys it is i the one and only quiet riot himself zach your host of the young lions perspective here and you are listening to wrestle attic radio what's going on y'all it is i the one and only Quiet Riot, Zach, your host of the Young Lions Perspective here, wanting to fill you in on the new schedule that I'll be bringing to you going forward on Mondays. Of course, it is News of the Weekend, where I discuss all the news that matters to you 
coming out of the past weekend, as well as the good, the bad, and the ugly after every pay-per-view. Tuesday will be a new day for us as I bring to you last week, this week, where I discuss what I loved and what I hated from last week's episode of NXT and get you primed and ready for this week's episode of the Black and Gold brand. And to top it all off, Thursdays will stay the same as I bring to you light the fuse where I talk about what I loved and what I hated about AEW Dynamite right here on Wrestle Addict Radio. What's going on, guys? Zach, your host of the Young Lions Perspective here, and you're listening to the Kings of the Rings podcast on Wrestle Addict Radio. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, Kings of the Rings podcast exclusively here on Wrestle Addict Radio, and it's time to go into the Elimination Chamber. And no, not Kate Murphy's bedroom at night. We're talking about the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. <laughs> Excuse you! <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, God damn, Ricky. <laughs> That was a good one. Thank you. Thank you. I'll pat myself on the back for that one. Kate, you're so red right now. What is going on? <laughs> guess, I guess AJ Styles got eliminated, bro. <laughs> you can eliminate AJ Styles in the Elimination Chamber. He's too phenomenal. He's got too much protection for that. He's got the club behind him. <laughs> they have their rubber gloves. Yes, yes. The new rubber gloves are called the club. <laughs> Kate, you cannot hide in your hoodie. I'm sorry. You're still on camera. <laughs> okay. So let's. Oh, I just read. The library is closed. Okay, Leva Bates. Take it easy over there. Um, so let's get into it. So the first match on this card that we're going to go through in Elimination Chamber is actually the notice qualification match between AJ Styles and Aleister Black. Uh, Kate, what do you have for us? <laughs> um, the irony. True. That's all I'm going to say. I don't know. Here's what I feel about this really quickly. Aleister Black's in a really tough spot. Because he's just the middleman between AJ Styles and Taker. And -hmm. you best believe Taker showing up at Chamber to confront Styles. I'd be really surprised if he didn't after AJ Styles pretty much pinned Aleister Black with Taker's own signature pin, um, which is a telltale sign. Didn't that just happen on Raw? Yeah, that just happened on Raw. I legit stopped breathing when that happened. Just because Aleister Black has not been pinned on TV in over a year. Yeah, I think AJ loses this because Taker's going to interfere. AJ's going to get yeah. obsessed. Alex is going to kick AJ's head off. Um, AJ's going gonna to sell like great. a AJ's going to sell like a monster. Um, and Alex is going to win, and then that's just Alex is going to move on to something else. This is just going to fuel. Alex needs this win really badly because he's just like in a really weird limbo. Yeah, and AJ's going to get pissed that Undertaker keeps fucking up his matches. Yeah. Well, Alistair Black kind of has to get out of like mid card purgatory if he wants to, you know, elevate. <laughs> Just stay the far away from, picture. stay far away from Ricochet. Yeah. <laughs> How do you go from having a title, a WWE title shot, to losing the twenty four seven title within like three days? To Riddick Moss. To Riddick Moss. Oh. I don't even remember what he looks like, Riddick Moss. Exactly. <laughs> Watch Ron find out. I go a little fly when it comes to Riddick Moss. I know he's brown hair. It's long brown. He's a former football player, so he looks. He still has a football player build. 
Which is that? Hey, Google. Who's <laughs> Riddick Send Moss? Send a picture of Riddick Moss to my phone. <laughs> nah, I can't do that. Yeah. yeah. Riddick Moss doesn't exist in the Lexa world. Uh, Google, doesn't even, Google doesn't even know who she who he is. <laughs> All right, let's let's move on what we have here on the card. The United States Championship. Uh, a returning Andrade, you know, um, versus Umberto Carrillo. I don't like him. Umberto? Yeah, I just... What? He's not bad. I just don't give a shit about him at all. You know what it is? Because Angel Garza outshines him every week. Yeah. But Umberto (laughs) has the better entrance music. I may may be wrong here, but I feel like Umberto has no personality. He doesn't. He doesn't do anything. He's very very vanilla. He's a very vanilla babyface, yes. Very, very vanilla. But like he could go in the back and catering for six months, and I wouldn't notice. He just there needs to be something for him to like fire up and become like a dedicated babyface. But what would be? I don't know what's going to make you fire up more besides I don't know fighting your own family. But the, but they're they're doing that match again at Elimination Chamber. Well, no, it's Andrade. Andrade's not related to them. Oh yeah. But like yeah, racist Kate Jesus. Mary and Joseph. Um. See, so here's the thing: Does Andrade lose? His first legit match back. His first singles match back. I wouldn't be surprised, but I don't think so. I agree. I think he's going to drop a mania. I just, I, you know, it's, it's, here's the thing. You, if Andrade was the drop, you have to trust Umberto as a proper babyface to carry the U.S. title. And I don't trust Umberto as a proper babyface to carry the U.S. title. That's what it comes down to. Mm-mm. I like Andrade more in this situation. Maybe you, maybe you, maybe you do Andrade and Alistair. And all you literally that's, do is recreate the NXT so Championship match NXT from New Orleans, except with the U.S. title. Please. That's all you have to do, literally. You can do frame by frame the same match, put it at WrestleMania, the crowd will go nuts. I am in strong favor of that. <laughs> no one will know except for the NXT marks, and not that many NXT marks go to Mania. Although it's in Tampa, so all of them are going to be there. <laughs> Very true. Very, very true. So we'll see what happens. But, well, I mean, Hulk Hogan guy will be around. That's all that really matters. Uh, moving along, uh, the interesting three-on-one handicap match for the IC title, Braun versus Cesaro, Sami Zayn, and Shinsuke. And Sami Zayn's wrestling again. Hey. Hey. <laughs> uh, but Braun's winning. I hope, I hope Sami Zayn pins Shinsuke and wins. <laughs> I yeah. Wait, that's not how it works. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. They, they, one of them has to pin Braun. Oh, lol. Braun looks strong. Although, yeah, it could be make Braun look strong. I don't see them. I mean, they finally gave Braun a singles title. They finally gave Braun a title where he doesn't have to carry with the little fucking kid. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so. It's either make Braun strong as the IC champion going into Mania, or you create some sort of dusty finish where it's like a fatal four-way or something for the IC title. The IC title is always that weird title at Mania where it could be like a singles match or it could be a giant know. gimmick match. I I don't know. Braun Strowman, I think his title ring came like two years too late. and like, I don't give a fuck anymore, and I feel like really bad because I really like him and he's really good. I just... I'm not interested. Yeah, the, sh- the ship sailed. Yeah. 
I like it, but I think the best thing here is you got to go to... It's got to be a multi-man match for the IC title. If the United States Championship is going to be, if they do even feature the U.S. title at Mania, if the U.S. title is going to be a singles match, the IC title has to be a multi-man gimmick match. I mean, like, who can you build in five weeks for a strong singles match for the IC title? Because this, this Mania card is fucking stacked. Yeah. This card on paper... <laughs> Is massive. My lord almighty, it's big. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I wish I was going, because this card is way better. Last year's card was good. This, this year's card is just, damn, it's twice as good. Yeah, so far. <laughs> you know, So far. Yeah, we're not even done. Yeah, there's still more matches to be announced. Um, but all, all, the, all the major matches are set up and pretty much booked. Yes, so that's good. which is very, very good. Uh, they, WWE has done a very, very good job at booking this WrestleMania. Yeah. And now you just have to fill in the gaps with whatever matches that you want to do. But what's you know? good is exactly. remember a few months ago we were talking about how we had no idea what direction Medium was going to go in at all. And that's a great thing. And they look how good yeah, it is. Yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah. That's a great thing. I love when we don't know. <laughs> you know, we don't have to know everything. That's why I don't read dirt sheets. Yeah, three <laughs> months ago I never would have predicted Braun, uh, well, one Braun Strowman, but two, <laughs> uh, Drew McIntyre would be in the main event. Never, 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 never in a million years. The return of Edge I, I, three months that's ago. That's the thing. Was it's like, yeah, I was like, who is going to win the Rumble? Like, you usually have an idea who could win a few months out. Like, who are they going for? Who's who's hot? Who's not? What's the main event going to be? There's always rumblings. This year is kind of like, shh, <laughs> shut up, shut up, and enjoy it, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> and the only hint that we got that they were probably giving Drew a big push is that a lot of the off-screen stuff. Um, during like after Survivor Series and after that Survivor Series where all that me and Will were at, Drew McIntyre got a lot more time on the mic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he got a cage match with the Fiend. Yeah, dark match. Oof. So they were they were doing a lot with Drew McIntyre. But back to this IC title match, something something fun, funky is going to happen. I'm interested to see what it is. I would love to see Sammy and Shinsuke part ways and then fight again like the first time they fought um which would be great yeah. something's got to give something's got to give you know where do you put cesaro in this who the fuck knows um but something's got to give it's gonna be a mania braun versus shinsuke versus sammy versus cesaro no you know what the match should be it should be braun and sheamus yes that would be a very good match just just, just beat the shit out of each other yeah how about be the opener <laughs> Let's make it a Belfast brawl, even. Yeah, fuck it. Why not? <laughs> and don't use so many weapons. Is this a brawl? Because they're two fucking huge hands, dudes. Have, like, have him power slam Seamus <laughs> on the on the pirate ship. Oh my god! <laughs> Could you imagine? Literally, though. <laughs> All right, let's move along. We have new tag team champions of Raw, but Street Profits in a Raw rematch versus Seth Rollins and Murphy, the people who they just beat for the championship. <laughs> for dude, champions. I just heard. Th- I just heard thunder. <laughs> what? Yeah, dude, I, I literally just saw a flash lightning and heard thunder in March. What the fuck is happening with this world? It's called rain. Spring is coming in like 17 days, Well, Thank God. I know, but still, man, it's too early for thunderstorms. <laughs> I thought you meant like WCW thunder. I was like, well, thunder's been canceled for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, dude. Did I tell my epiphany uh, what AEW's new show is going to be? Thunder? It, no, it's AEW Flash. <laughs> <laughs> they should call it lightning, actually. <laughs> oh my god, I I hope not. Uh, but do do the Street Profits retain and become proper champions by beating the Monday Night Messiah and Murphy? Yes. 
I sure as hell hope so. Paul Heyman yeah. loves these guys, so I don't see why they would stop now. Now the problem is, what do you do with what? What does Seth Rollins do going into Mania? Uh, probably Kevin Owens one on one, which I'm fine with actually. Yeah, it's a good mid card match. More of an okay with. Or uh, him and Murphy break up by Mania. Or you put Murphy over in some way, shape, or form, which would be great. All right. Well, in order in order to get in order to get to match what everyone really wants, that's been kind of building on and off since Survivor Series is that singles match. You can't really have a singles match when one of them has a tag belt. Very, so you got to get them off. Very mm-hmm. true. I agree. I, I, I heavily agree with that. Um, so, yeah, m- more props to the Street Profits. They're finally getting their due. Uh, so moving along, the first of the Elimination Chamber matches, because there's two this year, um, the Elimination Chamber match for the tag team titles. Uh, the greatest tag team of the 21st century, The Miz and John Morrison, the tag team champions of SmackDown, versus Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode, versus Heavy Machinery, versus apparently Lucha House Party, because they still exist, versus The New Day, <laughs> versus The Usos. Can I versus just say, we need a when they announced Lucha House Party, I forgot they were signed. I did too. I have a great picture. I mean, at least it was at least it wasn't the uh, the Puerto Ricans, the, the Colognes, Shining Stars, the Shining Star. They're the Colognes now. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> sure, they are. are they? <laughs> Prove it. Touche. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, this is hard because again, the Miz and Morrison just did win on Super Showdown, and you had kind of this rumbling, and they kind of teased the New Day and the Usos feuding again, and everybody remembers that epic tag team feud that they had a couple of years ago, um, and it would be great to see them battle for the title again, but at this point, do the Usos and the New Day actually need the tag titles to, to fight each other? No. Um, but it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt at all. I don't. It doesn't. It doesn't hurt. But I don't. Dude, I don't need to see that feud again. I yes, like, I I've do. seen it enough. I've seen it enough in <laughs> too short a time. All right, it's like seeing Randy Orton, John Cena again. It's been like ten years, but still not long well, enough. This is the New Day haven't feuded in like three years. Two, two actually. Sorry. Has it been that long? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shit. I'm fine with it. That. I mean, that, they put on amazing matches. Forever feud, so like I'll never complain about it. Well, probably. <laughs> Well, and think that's about the same it. thing with Randy Orton and John Cena. That's the fight forever for me. I could watch that all day. And the thing with the Usos and the New Day when they did that teaser is that when New Day were saying, oh, you're six-time tag champs, we're seven-time, we have one more than you. Mm-hmm. You know, so it would make sense that they battle for a title, but I think WWE has something with the Miz and Morrison. They're, yeah. they're dumb, they're stupid, but they're entertaining. Yeah, it's like it's like when like frat guys haven't seen each other in like fifteen years. Yeah, pretty much. And they're just as silly. <laughs> <laughs> and they go back to the frat house and like they're drinking more than the kids. Yeah. Yeah, that's Miss and Morrison. Morrison sleeps with like Morrison sleeps with a nineteen year old. <laughs> yeah, this is gonna be it's gonna be an interesting match. We don't have tag team elimination chamber matches often. This is the second one. I think the first one was won by the New Day. Um, so there's a lot of moving parts in this. So we'll see what happens. I like it. It's 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 clever. Yeah. It's a clever way to get a SmackDown Elimination Chamber match. Yeah. And the Raw Elimination Chamber match is the foregone conclusion match of the of the uh, of the night with uh, Asuka versus Liv Morgan versus Natty versus Ruby Riot versus Sarah Logan versus Shayna Baszler. I and wonder the- who's gonna win. In the in the we don't need a book this match. <laughs> you know, I, I I know we said this whole match is pointless, 
but WWE knows that. They're only doing it because they can say Shayna Baszler used to be a cage fighter a lot. No, she's yeah. in a cage. She's legitimately in a cage. But it, and in that case, I'm fine with it because it makes, it makes sense. It's, it's not going to be about Baszler winning because we all know Baszler's pretty much going to win. It's going to be about the other feuds that they're going to set up. You obviously have the Riot Squad infighting, which happened on Raw again, where you had Ruby versus Liv Morgan, and Sarah Logan was the guest referee. Um, and Sarah beat the crap out of both of them at the end. And then you have Asuka and Natty who have been semi-feuding for a while. So it's all going to be about how those stories progress more so than the foregone conclusion of Shayna winning. I'm uh, honestly just excited to see Asuka Shayna in the chamber since that didn't happen on Raw. For good reason. We didn't see Asuka. Well, Asuka was hurt. It was supposed to be, yeah. Um, and But we got Asuka Kyrie Sane, which is fun. Because we yeah. saw that in NXT. But Asuka Shayna is, is one of those matches that could be really fucking good. It would uh, be really good. Yeah. It will, yeah, 100%. Yeah. That's a match we never got in NXT either. No, it's not. They just missed each other. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, which would be pretty awesome. But that's what the Elimination Chamber card is uh, right now. Obviously, there might be more stuff added, like a pre-show, but who cares? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give this... This might surprise. This, it's, this might be a surprising card, but I'm not betting on it. I feel like WWE is going to shock, do some shock stuff to get people excited for other matches. And other matches, they're going to have to play it safe. So I'm going to give us a seven point five. Six. Six point five. That's being generous. <laughs> wow, Kate again splitting the uh, splitting the difference. Here. I just don't have any expectations for it. Yeah, which honestly is is it's good. not always a bad thing with wrestling, <laughs> yeah. especially in like a like a, especially in a pivot that doesn't has no business be existing. Really, like it doesn't really need to exist. It has some use, but it doesn't harm that need to exist. Yeah, so it's a, it's a good thing. Um, I give oh well because we didn't like, we didn't get the other ones. I give Revolution a nine. Mm, okay, and I'll give. I thought it was. In, I thought it was. In, I thought it was incredibly solid. I'll give Showdown a seven. It wasn't the greatest, but it wasn't the worst thing I've seen. Yeah, right, Showdown was a six, and I give AEW probably a nine also. Okay, awesome. Uh, before we go to our last break, uh, NXT is really upping the ante, and we talk about a stacked Mania card. NXT is stacking their their Tampa card as well. Um. And especially for their shows. I mean, we had Charlotte on against Bianca Belair, which uh, Bianca's still not there yet. And apparently Rhea Ripley doesn't know the concept of a run-in. No. Which was very disappointing. Well, did you see that yet? I I skipped to the end of the match. It got to the point. Sometimes I, when I watch wrestling, especially when I know what's going to happen, yeah. I kind of skip to the end just to see it. So I'll, I'll tell you what happened. So obviously Charlotte won with a natural selection. It was kind of a mm-hmm. weird finish. And so Charlotte wins. She Then she she wins. She still, she continues to beat up Bianca Belair. Like, brings in a chair, does all this stuff. Rhea Ripley's music hits. So now you're thinking in classic wrestling logic, running, right? Here she comes. <laughs> Rhea Ripley does her entire entrance. <laughs> the, the foot stop and everything. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. The ref literally has to push her into the ring. <laughs> While Bianca's there, like taking a chair to the foot. <laughs> While Bianca's there dying. Yeah. Charlotte, Charlotte's like Charlotte's like trying everything to like just <laughs> elongate this. Oh, that's really funny. I was like, like, hey man, they don't do runs in the UK. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is bad. She got destroyed. Why did for she us. think that was fine? 
I was like, it's a run Like she's there holding her vest, like she's just walking all slow. It's what happened. It's exactly what happened. Hey, man, at least once a Batista with a machine gun, all right? It could have been a lot worse. Someone, someone, I'm just saying. Someone tell Batista there's no pyro in NXT. <laughs> <laughs> I walk alone. <laughs> oh my god, too fucking good. Uh, but yeah, they have two cage matches this week on NXT. We have a women's cage match, which is um, it's Tegan and Dakota, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And then we have Velveteen and Roddy in another cage match. Can't wait. Yeah, and Regal named uh said they're going there's going to be a women's ladder match at takeover tampa with qualifying matches to see who gets into this women's ladder match it's going to be for the number one contender uh ship for the nxt women's title whoever that is leaving mania yeah i'm fine with that i am very excited about that um because i mean ladder matches and wrestlemania weekend and nxt usually go well together Mm mm-hmm Usually. Usually. You know, we did that one time with the North American title in uh, in New Orleans, and that that went over well. It's good for everybody, except Ricochet's back. <laughs> that's, yeah. the only, that's, the only person, that's the only thing it's not good for. Yeah. And Mauro and Al's vocal cords. <laughs> yeah, so um, that is... Uh, that That's going to be a big thing at TakeOver. TakeOver's going to be... A pretty crazy card. And we're also looking at, apparently, Finn Balor versus Walter at TakeOver Tampa, potentially for the United Kingdom Championship. Interesting. Yeah. Finn was Finn came out on NXT to talk about what's going to be next for me. And Walter's music hit. Yeah. Walter's music hit and everybody in the arena lost it. That was a good. That was a good segment. That was a very good segment. Yeah. NXT. I mean, because the thing with when you watch NXT, it's kind of a nettle. We got to compare it to AEW because on the it's on the same day. NXT is the better storytelling, Ricky. Like Ricky, like you said, overall. Yeah. But and and probably the better wrestling, like match to match. Sure. Especially in the main event picture, but I I do think AEW is the better show. And this is this is why I'm I'm not gonna really just talk about AEW here, but NXT, it feels like the show it, ha- it has it has too much meat on the bone to be an hour show, but not enough meat to be two hours. If that makes sense, I get what you I, like I get what you mean. There is like one or two segments in NXT like per week. It's just like all right, this is like a tune up match, or this is kind of like a get exposure match. Or this isn't like it's not really doesn't always serve a purpose. Whereas AEW, every segment serves a purpose. I think that's enough for two hours. I think the exposure and tune up is serving a purpose in and of itself. Doesn't move. It serves a purpose, but I think not for primetime TV. Doesn't move a story. I mean, not, not, not prime. Not primetime. Excuse me. Like like mainstream television. Okay, doesn't move a story in, the, in that sense. Probably not. You're correct. Um, and I think that's probably where AEW all of their all of their matches are trying to move some sort of storyline, in theory. Mm. I think that's the difference that you're going for. Which, hey, it is what it is. Uh, NXT is actually doing a taping, doing a Tuesday taping, um, the weekend after the weekend after Mania. 
So like after that Raw after minute NXT's taping on Tuesday, which is interesting. I don't think they're gonna move to Tuesday. I think they're recording on Tuesday, and then showing that on like the Wednesday slot. But who knows? So for the first time, NXT will either be going live on Tuesday or they're gonna be recording on Tuesday and pretending that it's live on Wednesday after Mania. So something to look into. And also NXT is gonna be going from the uh, gonna be filming from the Performance Center this week. Hmm. Because we'll have like something going on. Full Cell has some like Hall of Fame induction or something that they have to do. So they gave away tickets to the last NXT crowd because they're going to do a fan fest and uh, thing. So they're gonna they're gonna be going live from the from the performance center like they did halftime heat uh, a couple of years ago. So it's gonna be interesting setup for them. Um. So yeah. So yeah, that's pretty much all of our NXT. That's Elimination Chamber review. Uh, when we get back, I'm going to tell you how I got to meet a local wrestling celebrity. Such a fucking crazy story. <laughs> I love this, this story. This, this is actually one of my better stories, so stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hey, guys. It's the Princess of Pro Wrestling, SoCal Val. You are listening to Wrestle Attic Radio. I'm sending all the love from California. What is up, peeps? This is Mr. Fretz from the Game Changer Podcast, here to tell you about my new show, called the 20 bell salute it is a monthly 20 year look back on not only wwe pay-per-views but also movies music tv video games and so much more you can find this and many other exclusive shows on the wrestle addict radio patreon for only five bucks a month so join the fam and keep wrestling real What's going on, everybody? This is DK Murphy, and you are listening to Kings of the Rings exclusively on Wrestle Addict Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Kings of the Rings podcast exclusively here on Wrestle Addict Radio. Um, now, I had mentioned last week uh, that I was going to go to Evolve and meet up with some people. Well, that didn't happen at all, which I'm kind of upset about. Kind Thanks, of. Thanks, Slack. It's all your fault. <laughs> Fucking Slack. Dicks out for Slack. <laughs> no, no, not actually. Not actually. And by the way, Slack, we're waiting on that uh, that pilot episode because Slack has aspirations um, from becoming from becoming more of an intern and probably uh, upgraded to a side host. So he would be side host Slack uh, and not intern Slack. Um, I'm just saying, Ricky, if you don't scoop him up, I'm going to scoop him up for Ambiguous Productions. I'm just going to let you know. <laughs> go, <laughs> go right ahead. <laughs> go, go right ahead. Remember, he wants to join my network first. Um, he reached out to me. <laughs> so uh, with that being said, um, you know, Evolve also, we didn't mention, Evolve also opened up their first ever uh, gym or rich over Evolved Wrestling School in Queens, which would be interesting if Kate and myself and Will decide to become wrestlers in the future. We're going to go to Evolve. Will, you could be my manager. I'm down. <laughs> Kate, you can be... I don't know what you'd be. <laughs> be completely I'm candy. I imagine experience. You screamed a lot. Yeah. Let's <laughs> not managing experience. <laughs> One of the things we're gonna get you to talk about your wrestling uh, past. Oh yeah, uh, one day. Because your Instagram is still up, by the way. Um, uh, but oh, I, I know. <laughs> uh, but anywho, so I didn't go to Evolve. I had a friend from college uh, visiting the Long Island area, and I don't see her often. So I went to go see her and her new boot thing, and we were uh, spending the time at a local pub called the Green Turtle, a chain pub, nonetheless. So I'm at Green Turtle. There's not really many people in there. I'm watching the XFL because it's fucking Saturday. Um. And 
And this elderly lady is sitting next to us. She then sparks up this conversation about, uh, you know, how do we know each other? We're kind of just appeasing her for the most part. And I think she noticed I was wearing my Bray Wyatt go to hell shirt that I just bought myself for my birthday. Um, Cause go me. And she's like, do you want, do you watch? <laughs> you go girl. <laughs> yeah. Um, Miriam is her name, by the way. So Miriam asked me, cause we became friends. She's like, do you watch wrestling? I was like, yeah, I watch wrestling. And my friend's like, does he watch wrestling? Like just hyping me up. Oh, <laughs> And I was like, yeah, I was like, I watch wrestling like a lot. I go to go to WrestleManias. I've been to a bunch of shows. You know, I'm kind of downplaying it. My friend's like trying to hype me up. Um, and she's like, do you know who Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder are? I was like, yeah, absolutely. I started name dropping. I was like, yeah, Zack Ryder is from Mary. Kurt Hawkins has these two schools. You know, she's very impressed. Um, but I know all the stuff. And she goes, oh, well, I'm Kurt Hawkins' mother-in-law. Let that sink in, folks. What? <laughs> <laughs> only you only me only me i meet i meet wrestling familiar i meet familiar wrestling people in the weirdest places Um, the gallows and anderson getting out of a cab in brooklyn once that was amazing i forgot about that (laughs) that was that was a great i think i've heard that story before yeah you weren't there because you were too hungover so you didn't make it out that sunday a month no i wasn't hungover dude i got home at five o'clock in the morning from wrestlemania (laughs) you didn't you didn't come out with us monday after mania i'm sorry <laughs> I'm still mad I missed that because I had we had to go find fuckface. Uh, anyway, yeah. story. Keep going. Yeah, so we're so she's we're talking about that and she's talking about <coughs> how she's been to a lot of um all the WrestleManias, like did New Orleans. I was like and I was like, You were in New Orleans too? I was like I, I wanna be like we should have met up and had some drinks. It's like elderly like seventy five year old lady. <laughs> Is she going to Mania this year? Uh, I'm probably, um, I totally forgot to ask her. Um, so she then ends up leaving after this lovely conversation. Um, she comes back and she's like, this is for you. Thanks for being a wrestling fan. And I, it's a manila envelope. And inside the manila envelope is a signed cocaine. A- no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> an animatronic tarantula. No, God, no. It's ricin. No, no. It was a signed 8x10 of Kurt Hawkins. An official WWE signed 8x10 of Kurt Hawkins. Um, only you. Only me. Only me. <laughs> only me. She's like, next time you see me, you're going to buy me a drink. I was like, Miriam, I got you on like 20 drinks, boo. <laughs> so that's adding to my collection and of, store of weird ways that I meet wrestlers or wrestling affiliates, um, as well as Weird ways that I get memorabilia from also wrestling affiliates. Uh, this this goes up there with like the time I met Michael Cole's niece. That was a big one. Over time I hung out with Wale during WrestleMania Dallas. I forgot about Michael Cole's niece. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I forgot all about that one. Michael Cole's niece was one. Uh, I met uh, Milk Chocolate, the tag team on the indie scene, as well. Um, or like when we all when we just pretty much hung out with um, with Ricochet at the bar in New Orleans. Jelly. The night before his debut in NXT, which is crazy um, that he pulled that off. So that, that's just, you know, that's how my weekend went. I, I've got another collection of my autographs and stuff. Uh, Dusty Dave has a great picture of Rhea Ripley if you haven't seen it. Um, And he also has a picture with, with my twin. So in essence, I was out evolved because Keith Lee was there. Wait, so you mean there's another picture on Dave's Instagram that's on his stupid fucking bunny? <laughs> Or on his Twitter, but yes. Yes. 
Yes. And also breaking news, um, before we get out of here, before we go into King of the Night and Match of the Week and all that stuff, Will and I, on my birthday, I thought of somebody other than myself, and I fronted the money for Will and I to be at SummerSlam. We are going to Boston. Will is going home, just like I predicted when I went heel last year doing Mania, that he was going to pack his bags and go home. But unfortunately, I'm going with him <laughs> to Boston. <laughs> That's that's a good one, Rick. I didn't think about that one. (laughs) That's solid. But unfortunately, I'm also going with him to Boston for the first time, which means I'm going to have so much Yankee gear, it's not even going to be funny. Oh, boy. Uh, Well, luckily, luckily you're big, so no one's going to fuck with you. I know. I'm like, try something. Let's go. Um, so yeah, Boston's going to be a great time. We're going to be there for all four shows. We're going to be at SmackDown, uh, TakeOver, SummerSlam, of course, and the Raw after SummerSlam. We're going to be tearing up the streets of Boston, just like they did in Assassin's Creed 3, um, except with uh, paved roads, which is going to be a great time. Uh, we're go- yeah, no cobblestone. <laughs> Actually, Boston does have some cobblestone roads. They still do? Damn it. Yeah. God, yeah. get with the times. Um, yeah, right? Yeah. It's not 1800 anymore. Yeah, so if you're going to be in Boston, let us know. We want to do like a giant barbecue get-together with some of our closest and favorite people, especially all of our Patreon fans. We're looking at you, Vast family. We can't wait to hang out with you guys and see you guys. They were at... Yeah, but my mom my mom asked me last week, she's like, so how many people are coming? I'm like, I don't know yet. It's going to wait and see. <laughs> <laughs> well, well we, got, we got five months. We can get up. Yeah, we have, I mean, we have plenty of time. Yeah, we can get a good l- list of people together and stuff. So we'll, we'll work it out. So more to come from that. Uh, but let's wrap some things up here. Let's go to Match of the Week. Uh, Kate Murphy. Um, no question. Um, Young Bucks and Omega and Hangman at Revolution. Easy. Definitely. Mm. Me too. Oh, well, well, part of the Me Too movement. Good job. Um, so... <laughs> yep. <clears throat> uh, I'm going to go also to tag team match. What's the tag team match I saw on Raw? It was pretty much a luchador tag team match, but it ended up being really fucking good. Um, you had Rey and Umberto versus Angel Garza, Angel Garza and Andrade. Amazing. I also need to give I also need to give a uh, special special uh, second place to Breaking Bad. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but yeah, so my tag team match will be uh match of the week was there was the raw tag team match um this is going to be interesting this is really hard to do for me this week king of the night will uh hangman okay uh kate murphy do you want my answer yes goldberg I'm fine with your answer. How, how dare you? <laughs> the rest of the internet's not fine with your answer. I'm okay with your answer. I stand by my answer. I'm proud of my answer. Come at me, Smarks. Goldberg. <laughs> All day, every day. All day. Uh, well, take it easy over there. <laughs> Calm it down over there in the chamber. No, it's really bad. Everybody got to, everybody's got to know your bedroom now is the elimination chamber. Like, you're never living that down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, my king of the night, or my queen of the night, was going to be Miriam for Rickard Hawkins, um, autographed 8x10, which is obviously worth millions. Um, but I saw Randy Orton cut the best promo of his life on Raw with Beth Phoenix. Yeah. That segment from top to bottom, from start to finish, is excellent. 
absolutely excellent. I didn't think Randy had an to cut a promo. Word for damn. Um, Beth plays just, you know, a strong wife. Um, and also just a very staunch New Yorker, because Beth is from New York and she's pretty much a badass. Um, and everything about that segment was was great. If that segment did not happen, I was probably going to give it to John Cena and The Fiend. Oh, there's the thunder. Um, <laughs> but that segment with uh, with Randy Orton, unfucking believable. And it wasn't just what Randy said, which was great reverse heel logic, like any good villain has. You know, has great intentions, just uh, just an ass backwards way of doing it. It wasn't Beth with her slaps or just her staying, you know, very, very just tough for her own family and things like that and slapping him and kicking him in the nuts. And it wasn't even the RKO, which is beautiful, which I thought the RKO is fucking great. And Beth took the RKO like a champ. Like that was a perfect sell job. It was even the people who came to run in on the segment after Randy had left. So, Kate, did you notice the people that ran in? No. Okay. First off, Natty. First one I out saw there. Natty. I didn't notice the actual run. I noticed Natty was there after that. I think what Kurt was in her office there, too. Both of, the, both of the former Edge heads, Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder, were there wearing Edge shirts. So, there you go. That's, uh, that's good symbolism right there. Our truth was out there, probably thinking he was going to save Trish Stratus. Um, <laughs> probably. Uh, who else was there? Uh, Rey Mysterio came out. Okay. Uh, uh, as well, part of the part of the SmackDown Six. You know, so it wasn't just the segment itself, but it's all about everything. There are so many details in that segment especially with people that came from a save or a, the, the, the half-ass rescue, um, which makes that segment so powerful in so many different ways. And there's only one thing, one thing that could actually top that segment, and you have to bring in Christian. Yeah. Do you think Chris, it's show? If you do this correctly, Christian is a mainstay on backstage, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. You start his Randy bashing on backstage, which forces him, which forces either Randy to show up on backstage, which would be great because you get the ratings up on backstage, or it forces Christian to show up on Raw and confront Randy. Excuse me. Either way, Randy and Christian need to have a face-to-face, not only because it's because of Edge, but also because there's chemistry there before. When Christian was going back and forth with the world title, who was he facing? Randy Orton. Like they that. have they have their own personal history, Then you have the history with Edge. Also, Devon came out for, for the save as well on BAP, and Devon and Edge obviously have the history with TLC. Oh, I didn't even notice Devon was out there at all. Devon was out there. Uh, Devon's an agent, so... But he mm-hmm. came out as agent clothes. Um, so that's what I think. And I, I, it's one of the best segments that Raw has produced in a long time. Um, Agreed. And it was just all around just a beautiful, beautiful segment. What are your thoughts on the Randy segment? I think it was really well done, like you said. I was actually worried it might have been, like, not good. I thought it was going to be a five-minute segment. Like, he wasn't going to give it really say anything or give her any answers or give anything. Others can kind of RKO her. That would be it. Mm-hmm. 
he actually conveyed emotion, which I didn't think he was really capable of doing anymore, because he seems, like, so checked out for, like, a while. Yeah. And I've always been a fan of Randy Orton, but he's just been di- so difficult to watch lately because he doesn't care. This is the first storyline he's been in in a very, very long time where he actually seems to care. He seems He's having fun. Maybe since the Kobe... I mean, he cared about the Kobe storyline in a weird way. Yeah. But for the most part, it's been, like, super apathetic, super flat on his part. And yeah. I think he, he sold it well. Beth sold it perfectly. I hope they do something with their kids. Ooh. I, 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 it's, it's one of those things, like, I, it's always weird when you add kids into the, to something like this. Mm-hmm. Because you don't know if they're going to understand it. I mean, when they had the Ray, like, 24 or whatever it was with Dominic and they had Dominic on. Dominic kind of understood what was going on. Mm-hmm. And he was able to kind of play along with Len. But then you have the moments where it was like AJ Styles and Samoa Joe from SummerSlam and AJ has and yeah and AJ has a sto- has a daughter there. Mm-hmm. Where it, it's, it's kind of clear she's there but she doesn't know what's going on. And you it know? just depends on the kid. Yeah, I think it really depends on the kid whether Ooh. whether or not you're going to include them or if they're even mature enough to even understand the show aspect of wrestling yeah whose kid you know it's weird we were just talking about will um as you were awkwardly silent um (laughs) oh i i went and had vicious diarrhea that's great to know um (laughs) crones waits for crones waits for no man okay yeah, I'm solid. I'm very solid. <laughs> Actually, I'm the opposite. I'm the opposite of solid. <laughs> oh, no. Put it this way. It's, it's liberating. <laughs> now, we were talking about um, whether or not they're going to do a future segment for the Edge and Randy angle with... Um, That's what I figured. With, with, with Beth's his, kid. With, and with his kids. Kid. Yeah. How old's, how old's their daughter? I actually don't know. She's got to be probably... Close to ten. They're two. I'm, assu- I'm assuming. Say, I don't know. I was There's, gonna say let's let's Google that first. That's probably gonna be the answer to all of our questions. They're both like <laughs> yeah. children. They're both really really young. I want to see him RKO a kid. No 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 no. I think that I think that's crossing the line on all on all like borders. I mean. <laughs> well yeah, it's child There abuse, is a part but, yeah. of me that like that would be the most fucked up thing in wrestling history. Oh, no, these children no, are million, small. Million dollar One man kicking, like million dollar man kicking the ball away from the kid. These are little kids. So I'm going to go uh, no to that one? Yeah, don't RKO them. No, well, no, don't RKO them at all. <laughs> like, I mean, they barely got away with punching a baby. Remember that segment? It was a fake baby. It was a fake baby, but still. <laughs> that baby got allegedly. That baby got some air. <laughs> hey, that baby. That baby was asking. That baby was asking for you. See what he was wearing. <laughs> I gotta teach him early. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, no. That Randy segment. Well, when you do get to see it from start to finish, fantastic. I will watch it. I will watch. Oscar it. goes to him, and also will pay attention to who comes out for the half-ass rescue at the end. Okay. A lot of interesting people. Well, my King of the Night goes to the Viper himself, Randy Orton, which I think I've, I don't think I've ever given Randy a King of the Night. I don't think many of us ever have. <laughs> but it was that shocking and it was that good. So it was uh, very surprising. So yeah, uh, anybody else have any news and notes to go into before we... Ha! Elizabeth Warren didn't even win Massachusetts. What's up? What? 
Elizabeth Warren didn't. Elizabeth Warren didn't even win Massachusetts. Wow, who, who did win Massachusetts? <laughs> Biden. Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> the Biden era has begun. <sighs> Bring on the Biden memes! Bring on the Biden memes! <laughs> Wrestling Twitter is the only word that doesn't have that that uh, doesn't have to burn to the ground. We can all burn to the ground together with Biden memes. That's all I want. Right. <laughs> all burn together. But speaking of burning it down, let's burn some midnight oil and let's all get the fuck out of here. Yes. Yes, sir. Cue that music. Whatever it may be. Surprise me this week, Will. Judas twice. Don't fucking play Judas again. No, no, it's not going to be Judas twice. I'm not talking that long again. <laughs> Ladies you should play, no, you should play oh. the Judas for the choir. No, no. Oh, yeah, dude. The choir singing Judas was fucking amazing, Mickey. You missed it's it. It's incredible. It's probably not as better as the choir singing Glorious. It's not. But. <laughs> <laughs> I rest. Well, actually, it's great. not even... It's actually it's actually not even close. <laughs> if I'm being completely honest, it's nowhere near close. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but yeah, continue. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Kings of the Rings podcast episode number 187. Side host slack. I am your main pimp, King Ricky Rose. You can find me at Ambassador Biggs across all social media outlets. Obviously, find Kings of the Rings podcast at KOTR underscore podcast on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. Listen, like, subscribe to us each and every week by subscribing and listening to Wrestle Attic Radio wherever you listen to your podcast. If you're an Apple person on um, on iTunes and Apple Podcasts, if you're an Android person on uh, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, I Heard Radio. Google Podcasts, even um, at Wrestle Addict Radio. So subscribe to us there. Leave us a five star review. Tell your friends, your mama, your uncle, your daddy about Kate's Elimination Chamber. I mean, listen to the podcast on Wrestle Addict Radio. Uh, hey. <laughs> find Wrestle Addict Radio social media at Addict underscore Wrestle on Twitter and Wrestle Addict Radio on Facebook and Instagram. We are finally getting on a legit road to WrestleMania. It's almost less than 30 days until the show of shows. I'm getting real excited. I just got to make sure that I use a lot of hand sanitizer between now and then so that I do not get coronavirus. Will, how are we doing? Yeah, if you're the royal uh, resident pimp, I'm fucking Iceberg Slimmer, right? Because you know why? Pimp and 80s, Kate Murphy. Do how you do, girl. <laughs> how you doing? You won't be my trick? <laughs> the trick is that you actually read the book. I did. I love that book. <laughs> it's a great book. Your plugs, well. No, that's it. I, I passed it to Kate Murphy. All right, cool. I, what a... Without your plugs? Yes. All right. Since you have nothing to promote, I guess it's me, the bottom bitch of the podcast. <laughs> you don't have to think so highly of yourself, Kate. Jesus. I'm my cat number one, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm number one. I'm the queen dude, the Kate Murphy. You can find me on Instagram at the Kate Murphy. You can find me on Twitter at the Kate Murphy underscore. I want to watch Drag Race. Of course you're going to watch Drag Race. That's, I never want to hear that ever again. Yeah. It's so good. There's even a wrestling episode with Joe no. Ryan. No, 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 no. You're going to watch Drag Race. We're going to go watch Backstage. We are on the road to WrestleMania. Oh, backstage is on right now. Exactly. Fuck you guys. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play Halo. Will's gonna go play Halo and try not to get diarrhea. Uh, we gotta get out of here. We got shit to do. Um, so uh, goodbye, good night. See you next week. Oh yeah, and fuck you, side host slap. Fuck you, slap. Or <laughs> see, see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>